What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Seven Figure Flipping Podcast. This is Bill Allen. I have probably just recorded my favorite show of all times. Um, my guest today is 16 years old. She has done her third deal. She has just finished flipping her first deal. She goes through um, her journey from the age 12 to age 16 of this kind of entrepreneurial business journey that she's been on. And I am incredibly proud of her. I'm, I can't wait to see the future of uh, this young lady, and she's talking to you parents and you kids. So this is a perfect one to listen with your children or to show your children and share it with them. Please, I encourage you to share this all over social media, all over um, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, everywhere. Get this message out to the kids, the families, and the parents. We have a lot of really exciting things coming up, including our kids event in June that we talk about on this show. So stay tuned, and Sophia Mendez is going to come on and blow your mind with the fact that it is possible. If she can do it, so can you. Mom, dad, um, old, young, it doesn't matter. You can do this business just like her. My name is Bill Allen, and I'm the leader of a group of elite house flippers and wholesalers called Seven Figure Flipping. We don't brag or show off our success, but instead let integrity and stewardship be our guide. We are dedicated to helping people unlock the freedom they desperately need. If you ask other real estate investors, they will say to keep your secrets quiet. But we believe in abundance, not scarcity. And that's why we are the elite. We are Seven Figure Flipping, and this podcast is our playbook. All right, everybody, I have a very special show for you today. I'm really excited to talk to my guest. It's another interview, which I love doing. And this one is probably um, the one I've been looking forward to the most that I've ever done. So including like big names that have come on, Jocko, uh, Gino, Wickman, um, and Mike Michalowicz, big people that I've had on the show, written like amazing books. But this guest today is the youngest guest that I've ever had on the podcast. And I'm really excited to talk to her because she's doing really big things um, in at a really young age. So uh, my guest today is Sophia Mendez. Hello, Sophia. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing great. Um, aren't you, we're recording this on a Wednesday and aren't you supposed to be in school? Yes, technically as of one hour ago, I was supposed to be at school. Okay. So your parents allowed you to skip school today? Is that what's happening or what's going on? No, I'll just go later. But they said that this is more important than whatever I'm going to learn at school. Okay, here we go. So uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, okay, so my name is Sofia Mendez, which I mean, I guess they already know. And um, I'm 16 years old. And I live in Moses Lake, Washington, which is like central Washington. And I mean, I'm in high school, I'm a 10th grader, and I also do cheerleading for like a hobby. Okay, cool. Cheerleading as a hobby um, and in high school. So what, uh, let's see, where should we go? Let, let me think about this. You, I met you on, like, I think the first time we met was on the cruise. Did we meet before the cruise in 2019? Or was that the first time that you met me in person? Yeah, that was the first time. I was okay. 12 years old. You were 12. Oh my gosh. I can't believe it's been that long ago. So your parents were in our mastermind and um, they're, they're still in the multifamily mastermind. They, they brought you guys on the cruise, you and your sister. And uh, that was in February, oh, February, 2020, right? It's February, mm -hmm. 2020, I think. And um, you guys came on the cruise and I remember you guys like um, running around on the cruise, but being like interested and involved a little bit. So just tell me the story of like money, real estate, stuff like that, maybe from then on, like what, what was it like kind of, kind of coming with your parents to come to an event and where did your interest in, um, 
I don't know, becoming an entrepreneur or getting involved in real estate? When did that start happening? Let's just talk about that for a second. Okay. So, I mean, when I went on the cruise at first, I actually didn't even like real estate at all. Like I only went like for the cruise, you know, like, cause it looked fun. And I honestly, I didn't even know who you were like very honestly, but I heard about you a lot because my mom would listen to all your podcasts and all your stuff. And she'd always be talking about you, you know, like Bill Allen, this Bill Allen, that. And then, you know, I finally met you and I was like, Oh, like, this is the legend that my mom is always talking about. Um, but yeah, I wasn't even interested in real estate, but I did like go on the cruise and I like went to your guys's little like meetups or whatever, you know, and I was just like listening and learning and I was like, hmm, like maybe this is actually more interesting than I thought because, you know, I actually really hated it at first. But um, anyway, so I started getting a little bit of interest in it when I was like 12, but then I didn't really do anything till like I was like 14 because it was just rough teenage years and. I was just upset all the time. So, I mean, that's not that important, but yeah. Then when I was 14, I finally did get a little bit more interested in it. And I asked my parents to take me to my kind of like my first mastermind thing in Seattle. So, okay. So you guys went to an event. So when you were 14, um, you started to get a little bit more interested in it in like making money or what did you get interested in? Like what, what helped kind of trigger um, because I think there's a lot of parents that are going to listen to this that are, that want to get their kids interested or excited about what they're doing, or at least just interested in it to see if they have some interest, right? And so, what did you, um, you know, what what was it that kind of triggered the interest for you? And then, what kind of event did you go to? Um, I guess it was, I mean, more kind of the lifestyle because. I don't know. I kind of saw how first, like before my parents started real estate, they were just like working in the clinic, working in the farm, you know, like it was like an average life or whatever, you know? Um, but I don't know. Then I feel like real estate is just kind of different though. Cause like everybody, I mean, they get to travel everybody. Well, I guess if you're more successful in it, but never mind. Um, but I guess just the lifestyle and getting that freedom to like be with your kids and stuff. Cause obviously now my mom stays home and my dad is always home too. Like, you know, they like spend a lot of time with us and we do a lot more stuff together as a family. I feel like we're closer to like, and I feel like if they had a normal job, they wouldn't be able to do that as much. And so it's kind of just the different lifestyle that I want for my family when I'm older. Okay. So, um, so you're 14 and you're seeing that, there's a difference between like your parents and other parents maybe and how you get to spend more time with them and their home and they have more freedom. So what, um, so you, you asked your parents to take you to an event? Yes. Okay. What, what, what was that like? What was the event like? What did they talk about? And what were some of the things that you learned? You were 14. So I want to give some uh, context that people are listening. Cause I took my uh, six year old to an event about digital marketing for kids. And he was just, he was somewhat interested, but really not interested. I was just kind of, I think doing what your parents did on the cruise, just get, show him, uh, we played in the pool. We spent majority of time kind of playing and going for fun on a vacation and a little bit of time kind of learning and just getting it, um, almost like getting an idea of what that is. Just not, he's not gonna do anything with it unless he really gets excited about it, but he was really young. So you're 14, you're a little bit older, um, what was the, that event like? It was for adults, I'm sure. Yeah, I was, I think I was the youngest person there, but I don't know. I just like, I had never been to any event like that. I never really knew what the events were like, I guess. So I just kind of showed up and I was like by my mom's side the whole time, but like listening in on her conversations, like 
just seeing everybody talking like in the same room. I thought that was so cool. But like the actual, that was just the networking day. And then the next day, you know, they were actually talking about real estate stuff. And I just kind of sat there almost kind of like, you know, like not really listening, but at the same time listening, I guess. I don't know if that's really your question, but. Oh, yeah. Like, like what kind of stuff did you learn at that event? Was it right? You left that event and you were like, okay, I'm doing this. What was it? What was it like? Oh yeah. That event is where I met, um, one of my mentors from Seattle. Um, his name is Scotty and my parents introduced me to him and another, another young lady. And they, he pretty much like stuck me on, like snuck me on onto this like accountability group. So I could just like show up and like listen in on more real estate. It was like at 6am every like Tuesday and I would show up every 6am cause I was like, I want to learn some stuff. And I mean, I guess that's pretty much how I started real estate. Like just by learning more things in that zoom meeting. So from the event, I got a mentor. Okay. And then you showed up on the accountability calls and what started happening? What did you start doing? Like what were some of the first steps that you did? Do you take any action? Were you just kind of like listening? What was that like? Um, I was mostly listening, but I mean, uh, they started getting me to read a script. Like if I were to call people or like door knock, they were like, you need to learn this script every week. We're going to get you to practice it a few times. And I mean, that's all I did for a few months, like just baby steps. Okay. And then, um, what it, let's, let's fast forward to like right now, what have you accomplished since then in real estate? Um, I've gotten three deals and I just finished my first flip, which was the third deal. And I send out my marketing every week. I've now, Oh, I've now gotten a scholarship to the, to the runway group, your runway group. Oh, I have gotten to speak on stage at Flip Hiking Live, and now again, I will in April. So, two stages. That's yeah. right. Okay. How many people were at Flip Hiking Live? Do you know? Um, about a thousand. That's right. Over a thousand people. So, pretty amazing. Um, so, three deals, you finished your first flip, um, spoke on stage in front of a thousand people. You have another event booked that we're doing in, uh, next week down in Mexico. Um, we have something else coming up in June that we're going to talk about here in a second. Um, you, do you run, do you, do you like work with other kids on like accountability groups yourself now? Yeah, actually the accountability group thing kind of turned into like a teen group and I like, we brought on other teens aboard. And how so. many people show up on that? What does that look like? It's pretty much just me, my mentor, but he kind of like, kind of lets me run it now. I don't know. He's like, this is your meeting. Like you train these kids now, like help them out kind of. And um, let me see, there's three other kids and there's like a bunch of other adults just like listening in their camera off, you know, just, I mean, they show up every week though at like 6am. So I don't know. They just like listening. Yep. And you get to help these other kids and mentor them. So you've become a mentor some, to some other people, it sounds like. Yeah. Yeah, I'd say so. Okay. So, um, so, okay, let's go back. So what was the, let's talk about like some of the things, what was it like to get that first deal? Like you, you say you've done three deals. Let's talk about that. Or we can talk about that first one, or we can talk about the most recent flip that you've done, whichever you prefer. Um, but I think it'll be important for the audience to know your parents are real estate investors. They're flipping houses, they're building houses, they're doing all kinds of doing multifamily. Um, are they just like, I mean, it could, somebody could argue that they're just like spoon feeding you deals and, and doing everything for you. 
Um, what did it look like for you to get started on your own and how did they help you and uh, encourage you to do that? Okay, so, I mean, they definitely don't spoon feed me, I'd say. I feel like my mom almost made, made it harder for me in some, like, aspects. But, I mean, the first deal, I always call it the unicorn deal because, like, it was, like, my first good phone call, my first appointment, and, like, the deal was on market. And, I mean, I just called. Oh, so the guy got one of my letters. You know, I'd, I had been sending out letters for months, and he got one of my letters, but his house was already on the market, so... He told me to call his agent. So I called the agent and then me and my dad went over. And I always like bring my dad because, I mean, I can't just show up like I'm just like 16 and be like, hey, I'm going to buy your house. Um, How so old were you when this when this happened? 15. So you couldn't even drive. So you needed somebody to drive you to the house. Well, right? yeah, I need someone to drive me there okay. too. All right. Um, so I went with my dad and I always just introduced him as my dad slash partner. And, you know, we just checked out the house and it was already on the market for 195. Yes, 195. And I mean, we like we went home and ran comps together, like as a family, you know, kind of like a family meeting. And then we decided that we could offer like 150. So I called the agent like that night and I told her, you know, how about 150? And like they can leave their house as is because they had like bunnies and turtles and there was a lot of stuff in the house. It was mostly, it was just, there was just a lot of stuff. Anyways, I don't know if that's important, but um, yeah. So then I called the agent and I'm the one like calling cause they're like, you need to get used to talking to people on the phone. I mean, pretty much this business, you're always talking to people, right? So I mean, get used to it. So yeah, anyways, the agent said that she'd call me back the next day and like talk to the sellers. And so then the next day I was actually at school, like during lunch, you know, I was like about to eat my nachos or something. And then I just like walked outside cause I got the call and I don't know. Then I answered it and she said that they, they take the, the, the one fifty. So I was like, what? Cause like it was $45,000 less, but you know, they took it. So that's why I'm like, Oh, it's the unicorn deal. Um, yeah. And so, so you, your dad wasn't with you. Your mom wasn't with you when you took that call. What did you say on that phone call? Was it like, okay, sounds good. We'll, We'll get the um, earnest money deposit in. We'll set up our inspections and all that stuff. Or did you just say, okay, thank you. We'll call you back later. Like, what was that like? You're at school, lunchtime. Yeah. Um, yeah, because usually my parents are in the back, like, kind of whispering to me, like, yeah. what to say. But no, I, she was just like, so I was like, oh, hey, like, how are you? And then, you know, she was all like, oh, oh great, blah, blah, blah. And then she's like, oh, yeah, I spoke to them. They said they would take 150 Like, what do you think? And I was like, oh, like. Oh, that's great. Like, I was, like, trying to hide my excitement. I was like, yeah, I was like, that's cool. And um, then I was like, let me just speak to my, you know, my dad about it, my partner about it, and see what he says, like, for inspections or closing and other information like that. So then she's like, okay, you know, just give me a call back later. And so then after that, like, obviously, I just picked up the phone. I was like, mom, dad, like, guess what, guess what? And, you know, then I went home, like, all happy. And then we talked about it, the whole inspection or closing date and everything. Okay. And what, how'd you, what'd you do with that first one? Um, this one for 150, did you fix it up? Did you sell it? Did you rent it? Did you, how'd you get the money? Like, what did that look like? Oh, I actually ended up, uh, giving it away to my mentor because he was mentoring me for free. So I was just kind of like, I don't know, just like take it. And he ended, he ended up renting it out, but I didn't get any money. He actually offered me like a commission fee, but I don't know. I didn't really want to owe him anything and I just kind of felt bad. 
Okay, so you you so you pass that deal off to the guy who was mentoring you, um, in payment for all of the help and growth and yeah. stuff like that. Man, I should have found you a couple of years ago. That sounds like a great deal. I'll take a house. Um, okay, so then, um, so let's talk about this first flip then. Um, what did so you you just assigned the house to him? Is that what you did? Oh yeah. Okay. And so this one that you just did, you just did, you just flipped your first house. Let's talk about that one. How did you find it? What did it look like? Um, let's talk through that process because you just got finished not long ago. Yeah, so it was about one month after Flip Hacking Live, and I went into the kitchen one day, and my mom was like, oh, look at this house on the market or, you know, like on the MLS. And I was like, oh, okay, like I'm just going to – I'll just call the agent. Like, I don't know, just like that. She's like, just call the agent, like see if you can set an appointment. And I was like, oh, okay. So then I called the agent and then I set the appointment for, I think the next day at four. So my dad could pick me up from school and we could go over and everything. And so then we went over and checked out the property and everything. And then, you know, um, my dad and the agent were talking for forever, like hours, it seemed like, and I was just kind of standing there. But um, then we got back in the car and I was like, dad, like, honestly, I kind of want to flip this house. Like, do you think that's possible? And he's like, if you really want to do it, like, you know, make a plan out, like write it on paper and then show me tomorrow morning, you know, before you go to school, he's like, show me tomorrow morning and you got to have your whole plan. Like I need everything written out because I like, you can't just do a flip without knowing how to do it. And so I was like, okay, like, you know, I'll run my numbers. I'll figure this out. And so I guess that's what I did. I kind of, I spent a lot of that night figuring it out, like writing down everything, contractors, electrician, plumber, numbers, everything. And then the next day, like at 5 a.m., I just went to the kitchen table and I was like, dad, like I like slammed the paper, like on the table. <laughs> I was like, this is my plan. Like look it over and let me know what you think. And I mean, is that pretty much what you want to hear? Yeah. And what did, what did he say? Oh yeah. So then after school, when I came back, he was like, uh, me and your mom talked about it. And we think that you should partner up with this. Like you should partner up with us on this. Does that make sense? Yeah, it did. And, um, yeah, because he was like, it's your first deal and like, I don't know, just something like that. Okay. And then, um, so how did you guys work through that? So you partnered with your parents on the deal. What did that look like? Yeah. So they were saying that since all I did was call the agent and like go to the appointment, that's not a lot. That's not a lot of like value or whatever. They were like, you can't really get like 50% if you're just going to only do that. So they're like, with that, like maybe less than 10% you'll get on this deal like a little commission thing. And so then they were like, if you actually want more than that, like more like 50%, you need to bring some other type of thing into the deal. Like your dad can be the project manager and everything, but you know, something else needs to be put in there from you. So they were like, if you can figure out how to finance this deal, like we'll get you 50%. And they were like, but that does not mean use our lender. Cause obviously it takes years to get a lender, like all that relationship building and everything to get someone to lend money to you. So they were like, like, I don't know, they made it almost like impossible. My dad was like, you have a day to find someone to finance this like deal. I was like a day, like it took you guys years. But I was like, no, you know, what? I was like, I got it. I got it. And so um, after that, I went right on my phone and I was like texting all these. I was trying to find wealthy people that I knew and that also knew my parents because, I mean, I was, how old was I? 15, 16? No. Okay. So I was still 16. And I was like, well, who's going to lend to me? Like, I'm just a kid. But, you know, that's just an excuse. So I, you know, obviously went on my phone. I texted a few people. And 
Um, one of them actually, the first one said like, oh, sorry, not right now. I'm not interested in this. And I just like copied and pasted the thing. I was like, I have this opportunity. Like, I don't really remember what I said. But anyways, and then the second person actually didn't answer back till like weeks later, like after the deal was already like closing. I was like, sorry, like you're too late. But then the third person um, answered back and they said, yes, well, with terms and everything. So. Okay. Who, who was the third person? Uh, it was actually you, which okay. uh, you already knew that. Yeah. So I, and since you said that, I went back. I, you said you were copying and pasting. Um, is it okay if I read the message that you sent me? Yeah, sure. I just, I just pulled it up because I remembered where it was. It was on Facebook. So you always call me Bill Allen. You pretty much say my entire name. Um, and I think your mom does too. It's kind of funny. Um, so it says, Bill Allen, as you know, I am trying to do my first flip with my parents and I need a loan of 150000 for this property before it closes. I was wondering if you would like to invest in this opportunity of mine. I can pay 10% interest if you would like. If you're interested, I can send you more details. Or if you're not interested, do you know someone that would be with 10%? And so I'm just going to read this. I'm going to read this thread. Is, is that okay? Mm -hmm. My response and your response and our back and forth. So this is same day. I guess I saw this. Um, and I said, this is right after Flip Packing Live. This is a month after Flip Packing Live. So I said, send me more details, but I can't do 10% interest. I saw your post and, and would be willing to do a loan with you. So you, you also posted inside the Runway group. So I said, I saw your post about it and I would be willing to do a loan with you. You said, what are your terms? I said, two points, 12% interest, six month term, additional two points to extend each three months after that, monthly interest only payments, first position mortgage, named insured, and one of your parents co-signing on the loan. But I can fund 100% of the purchase and 100% of the rehab costs on a draw system. And you said, uh, Bill Allen, I like the terms, but can you do eight months? I said, no, but I can do six with the three-month extension options. These are just my typical terms for everyone. I said, tell you what, why don't we drop the extension point down, points down to one point instead of two since you asked, would that work? And you said, sure, that works. Bill Allen, what information do you need from me as far as paperwork to keep this moving? I said, email me info of the house, photos, timeline, and I gave you my email address. And then you sent me all the information. And that same day, no, the next day, uh, you said, Bill Allen, I called the title company about the preliminary report. It should be in your email in a few days. Let me know if you have any other questions. You got me all that information and, um, and everything and got it straight to me. So if you guys are listening, um, this is, this is how, exactly how this went, right? Um, she's negotiating with me a little bit. I kind of played hardball. Like I, I can't do 10%. It's just not, uh, I, I don't care how old you are. I don't care how motivated you are. I don't care how excited uh, you are. And I'm excited for you. Um, you've got to run the numbers based on my terms, right? As the lender. So um, I, did, I did cave a little bit, but if it fit in your box, great. If not, um, I can certainly teach you how to find cheaper money. And I hope you continue to learn that. So um, you don't have to pay my high rates going forward. But um, that's how it went down. I'm incredibly impressed and uh, proud of you. Um, I'd say just for the people listening, like the reason why I did this loan, one of them was because I know the family, I know the skill set of the parents specifically, and they're basically the partners on it. And you can see in there, I wanted somebody to co-sign who was over 16 years old. So um, uh, there's, there's obviously some 
ramifications of you not paying me back and being 16, it'd be very challenging for me to go, go get my money. Um, so, uh, so what do you think about all that? Hearing that kind of process and stuff that we went through, um, that was like, what, five months ago now? What, um, does that bring back some memories for you? What were you thinking during this kind of negotiation? Um, did you make the decisions by yourself? Did you talk to your parents about it? Do you have to rerun numbers? What happened? Um, well, now that I listen to it, like I'm remembering what was happening in those exact moments. I remember I was pacing back and forth in the living room and I'm like, oh, mom, he answered back, he answered back. And like my mom was like, they're sitting on the couch and she's just like, chill, Sophia. Like, and I was like, well, what do I do? And like, I was like asking her all these questions and she's like, it comes with experience and stuff. And then she's like, how about you try to negotiate a little bit? And I was like, okay. I was like, let me just think about what I can do and stuff. And I mean, that's pretty much how it went, but I don't know. I, I don't know. I just, I didn't remember that I wrote all of that. And it's kind of interesting to hear back and hear what I said. So did you have to rerun the numbers because you planned on 10% interest? Um, or did you have enough padding in your numbers that you knew you'd make a good profit even with a little bit high? I mean, we're probably talking about a couple, a couple thousand dollars, probably 150. That's like probably $4,000 more than what you originally planned to pay for money? Yeah. Um, well, I kept saying that I th thought it was going to be like 150 for like, plus the rehab and the purchase price. But, you know, my parents settled on 140. We were like kind of having a little argument about that. But um, in the end, it did end up being 154, I believe, with purchase price and rehab together. Okay, all in for 154. So if you bought it for 110, you're somewhere in the 40, 40K range, 45K range in rehab. What did you sell the property for? 209. 209. So all in for 154, sold it for 209. So what kind of profit did you guys make off of it? Well, we split it obviously 50 50 since I did get, you know, the financing. Um, but in the end, I made less than my wholesale which, well, I guess everybody knows that now because if whoever's listening, but it was kind of sad, but we already knew that like the numbers were going to be kind of tight. And then also like just the market kind of going down and it was in a bad area. Like the neighborhood was like, like sketchy. And, okay. um, and then also like our rehab budget, like we went a little bit over budget. So, so how much money did you make? 6,000, 6,000. So you each made 6k. Right? Yes. Around there. So 12,000 total divided by two. Is that right? So six, you made 6,000, parents made 6,000. Well, I think it was 14, but then like minus taxes and all the little fees. Okay. okay. So between four, 12 and 14, you made 6K plus or minus 1,000. Um, well, uh, you made more than me. You made more than me if that helps. Um, and so, and you got, you know, you got money cost in there. You got a lot of other people making money. Um, you know what would be worse than making 6K? Making nothing? Yeah, breaking even. You know what would be worse than breaking even? Losing money? Yeah, losing money. So, um, and you, you know what you got from it? Experience, learning. Ma experience and a massive education, right? So what did you learn from all this? What are some of the takeaways and learning that you that you got uh, along the way from this? Um. God, my dad is just like handing me this little paper. Oh, it's got all the information. What does um, it got? What does it say? It says we replaced roof, siding, windows, plumbing, some electrical, and 
Oh, kitchen cabinets. I could not read his handwriting. And wow. market changed. You done a lot of work to it. Um, the market shifted a bit during the project, right? So we saw that um, for sure. Um, we kind of saw that coming in June. We didn't really accept it until the winter, I feel like most people. And then you were selling it in like February, March time where um, it just it wasn't an ideal time to market it. In fact, like today would probably even be better than then. You were in the rate changes, massive increases, fear, all that stuff. So um, all that stuff happened. But what did you learn? What are some big things that you learned? Like what, what are some takeaways that you got from all of this, the whole experience? Um, definitely, let me think. Um, definitely know how to add value to a deal. Like, Oh my God. I remember reading that one book. It was like bringing service and bringing value to something or else you're not, I mean, that's how you end up helping people, right? Like giving back. So then giving and receiving pretty much. I don't know yep. if that makes sense, but, um, pretty much. I Are you talking that. about the go-giver? Oh yeah. Yeah. That was the book. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. um, you get paid in the value that you provide. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, there's some and, great principles in that book. I love it. Yes, I love that book. And what else? Um, definitely, I mean, if something is not, I didn't know how long it took to get windows. And me and my dad were like, oh my God, we spent a whole day looking for windows in our garage, like Home Depot, all these different places. And I mean, sometimes if things, because also, you know, we have like a time frame, and so we can't always take forever or wait and wait for something. So sometimes if you just don't have it, you got to adjust. And we had to adjust a lot of little things to make the deal work and to get it done as quick as possible. Okay. So looking at like lead time and, um, and some, um, some issues that could come up with the project if, if something doesn't happen. So coming up with a backup plan and trying to figure like creatively problem solve during the process. Yeah. And like time management. Yep. So important. How did you manage the project while you were at school? Um, my job will, Sometimes I would go after school, like with my dad, but I actually didn't go on the project that much. Like, dang, I actually didn't really step into the house that much. Mostly I would just, since my cousins were the contractors, I would just text my cousin every day and be like, pictures, like pictures, I need pictures, you know, from my Facebook post. And he would take uh, his three little pictures and send them to me. So just nice. kind of checking in on the property from afar, like never really stepping in it, which is what I do like. I don't really want to go on my properties a lot. Like, you know, like in case I ever want to move, I can have one in another state and just have pictures. Yeah, I like it. So you're setting up systems to allow you to not have to be the one who's who's constantly doing the things. Yeah. Going to the project, running to Lowe's, Home Depot, doing all that stuff. Yeah. Um, okay, so what would you say to, so you've, you did that first deal and then handed it off, kind of like assigned it to your mentor. The second one was a wholesale deal. The third one was this first flip that you made money on and had learned all this stuff. Um, what's next for you? Um, let's start there. Um, well, people are like asking me too, like, are you going to do flips? Or are you going to wholesale? Because usually people just do like one at first, but that's why I kind of tried both to see, you know, maybe what I like more. But even then, I don't even know what I like yet because I've only done one of each. Like I can't really know until I probably do more. But I mean, next, I definitely want to get some rentals to have cash flow, though. So I can keep having more money to like reinvest in other things. 
So, I mean, that's so how are you going to do that? Like, do, are you, you said your marketing is going out on a regular basis? Like, what do you are you tar have a specific target? Are you looking for something specifically next to do? Well, I mostly just target. Well, I just go driving for dollars uh, with my mom sometimes, and my list is like one thousand five hundred, which I mean isn't a lot, but I consistently like send my letters out to that little list. But I definitely want to see if there's different ways to get lists, which I know there are, like through the title or something. And possibly also marketing to apartments or like little duplexes. And then also like checking things on market, checking the market every day. Like my mom is always getting on me for doing that because like sometimes deals come from there and you never know. But I, I forget. Yeah. Okay. So um, just you're just continuing to kind of like um, consistently take action in some way. So either you're learning something new or you're putting in some some effort, you're sending out letters. Um, the, all, your list of 1,500 is all driving for dollars list in leads. It's not a yes. list that you bought, you you built it yourself? Mm -hmm. Wow, that's awesome. And and what do you do? You send out letters to them? Yes. Or cards, postcards? No, my little letters. And so do you have a company that does that or do you write them? I do them. You write them and you put the stamp on them and you put them in the mailbox? Oh, well, my sister puts a stamp on them. Well, I hired my sister as my employee. How old is your sister? She's 11. Okay, and you, so you hired your sister. How much do you pay your sister? Uh, well, I just hired her like a week ago because I've hired her and fired her many times. Um, it's been a struggle, definitely. But uh, just last week, I think I paid her like 43 bucks and 75 cents. Okay. Yeah. And she's putting stamps on all the letters for you. Well, yeah, she gets like five dollars per a hundred letters. Okay, don't make her do the math on that. On how much she's getting per per letter because she won't like it. Um, that is awesome. So if you're listening to this, um, you're probably hiring your kids to do some work inside your business. Um, what if your kids were hiring your other kids to do work inside of their business? That would be pretty awesome. Like. I'm, I'm incredibly proud of you and, and excited for the future. They, um, your sister was at the cruise too. And so if you were 12 then and she's 11 now, she was like seven on the cruise. Yeah. yeah. So I remember that. That was really fun to have you guys. You're, yeah, I have a very fond memory of you guys on the cruise and us meeting at dinner and spending time together and you calling me Bill Allen, um, like using my full name. Uh, but I, I, my mom does that when I'm in trouble and then you guys do it. That's it. So, um, Okay, so what is uh, what is some advice that you would give to some of the kids that will listen to this? Because I hope that the parents are listening to this, obviously, but I hope they also, um, this is an episode they listen to with their kids and just say, hey, um, and, and really not force them to do something. Like, did your parents force you to do this? Let me ask you that. No, definitely not. I mean, they were like, whatever you want to do in life, you know, like it's your choice, you know, like the typical little talk, but... I'm the one that went and by to the way, I don't know that that's typical little talk. Um, oh, I think a well, lot of people out there are yeah. pushing their kids to do things that they, they've done or that they do. And I don't think that's necessarily typical. I hope it's typical for the people that listen to this show and the folks that are in our community. Um, but I struggle with that myself right now. Like I played soccer very competitively. I really want my kids to play soccer. I, I go to the soccer games here locally. And my son is just, he's not really that into it. I'm like, what is going on if I just put a soccer ball in his foot and just get him in soccer, 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 soccer. But he just, he, I don't know that he's going to love it. I don't know that he's going to be 
um, as passionate about it. And I honestly don't know if I was that passionate about it when I was eight years old either. So, um, but I find myself like pushing them in the direction that I went. And I really, I, talk, I sat him down the other day and I just said, hey buddy, I'm struggling. Like, I really want you to find your own way and pick your own path. And so if you want to do something different after the season, you can. Um, it's okay with me, but we're not playing video games 24 seven. So it can't be nonstop video games. It's gotta be some sport or something outside, some team building um, and some exercise. And um, really they love just running around on the farm these days. So it's, um, anyway, what, uh, so they didn't push you into it. So what advice would you give for other kids that are listening to this? Um, let's start with the kids that are listening to this. What advice would you give those kids that are interested, but they really feel like they can't start or they can't do it or they're not old enough or those kind of things? Like what, what advice would you give to them? Well, I mean, if they don't feel like they're old enough or like they can't still because they're just kids. I mean, I felt the same way too. I was like, like, I'm a kid, like I can't do this. You know, I got to wait till I'm like 18. But I mean, why wait when I already want to do it? I mean, yeah, like why wait when you already want to do it? Like you always say, like the best time is either today, if not, then tomorrow. Like don't, don't continue waiting or putting it off if, it, if it's like, if you know you want to do it. And I'd say definitely surround yourself by the people that are doing what you want to do. Like if you're a kid and you have the parents like in the mastermind, for example, like go to the masterminds with them and like learn some stuff because, you know, it might help you like it might help you out with your journey. Yeah, for sure. Um, I love that you're going to give a presentation at our event next week on your first deal. A lot of the stuff that we talked about today, but just to encourage the parents and the kids that are there, um, all the kids are going to be invited to come. It's going to be a great uh, time for them to all kind of spend time learning from you and seeing that it's possible. Um, what would you say to the parents who want to get their kids involved? Like what kind of advice would you give to them? And maybe some of the things that your parents did that helped you. Well, I feel like a lot of parents, or maybe, I don't know, I can't really speak for the parents, but I'd say definitely my mom at least was kind of like, I don't want you to I guess, ruin your childhood, not ruin it, but kind of like grow up so fast that you don't have a childhood or I don't know how to really explain it, but something like that. And I feel like most parents would be more afraid of that too. Like my kid is going to grow up already and start working like now. And, but I think that's good though. Cause then you also start early on and then you already have your future, like all set up, all planned out. And I mean, I think they should just, if you're going to have your kids start doing it, like be there like helping them on the way. I mean, don't hold hand them either because I know how much I hate that. But I mean, be there. Know that, have, uh, how do I explain it? Like, like your kids have to know that you're there to support them and that you're behind them on all of this and that you're going to help them out if they really need it. Like give them advice or stuff. Like just be there for your kids is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Do you feel like your parents are really proud of you? Yeah, I'd say so. They don't really say it that much, though. But I mean, I can tell. I can tell. Okay. Do you think I should have your parents on the show, too, to talk to the other parents? Yeah. Yeah? And ask them, like, how they supported you and their side of the story? Yeah. Okay. Me, too. Because this whole time I'm thinking, man, I'd like to talk to them about this, too, to see what they did along the way. Because I think a lot of the parents would like to hear that, too. Um, do you still feel like a kid? Well, Yeah. Yeah, I still do. But I mean, I can't really wait. I, I can't wait to grow up, but like, I'm glad that I'm 16 right now. Do you still do kid stuff? Yeah, I mean, I do cheer and I play Minecraft with my sister. 
And I still watch TV. Oh my God, I love watching TV. I'm always working on my letters and watching TV because I just like having the background noise. Like what? Like what do you like to watch on TV? Um, I don't really have like a favorite thing right now. I just like watching movies. Movies? Okay. Um, so still do cheerleading, um, still play Minecraft with your sister, still watch yes. uh, movies, and you flip houses and wholesale houses and um, buy rentals and send letters and run a business and hire your sister and um, do all kinds of fun and cool stuff also in the business world, yeah? Yeah. What have you done with all the money that you've made so far? Um, I put it... What do I do again? Oh, it's actually the one for my wholesale. I still have a good chunk of it. Like I've mostly reinvested it in other stuff or um, I actually like split my money in different ways. Not that it's important. Actually, no, that is kind of important. It but is important. Yeah. I split my money in like five different ways, like five different categories, like what, like the things that I want. Because if not, then I'm going to spend all my money like on random stuff that I don't need. So like the things that I want, like investments, taxes, expenses, and then charity. But obviously expenses, I mean, all that money's still there because I don't really have any expenses, which is good. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm very happy about that. But yeah. um, I had it in the bank, but now I'm taking it out. You're taking it out of the bank? Why are you taking it out of the bank? Reasons, videos that I've been listening to and the world's. And you don't the, trust the bank? No. Where are you going to put it? Under your mattress? That's a secret. I can't, I can't say that on this podcast. Sounds good. Um, and what about this flip? Like, did you go buy a car? Did you go buy a bunch of stuff? Did you go buy a vacation? Did you go buy um, toys and uh, games and like all that stuff? Or what What'd you do? None of oh, that stuff? I got, a, I got a haircut. You got a haircut? Yes. And the rest of it is is set aside for reinvestment or growth or... Uh, savings or, or or other investments. Yes. All right. It's pretty cool. Pretty cool. Um, I'm excited for you. It's it's really, um, and I'm, I'm really proud of you. And I'm sure your parents say it because we think that we say it every day. We say it in our heads. We look at you guys, our kids, like we're so proud. I see it in their eyes every single time I see you guys together. Um, I'm proud of you. The whole community is proud of you. And we're excited to see the future. Do you feel any pressure? Like, um, going up on stage in front of a thousand people and you feel pressure to like have to perform to be the kid that's in the spotlight in our community right now? Yeah, I'd say so. There was definitely more pressure after flip packing live. Cause then I kind of feel like almost like all eyes are on me to see what I'm doing. And like, I can't like quit now, I guess. Not that I was ever going to quit, but like, I feel like now that pressure is more there. And like, I don't know. It's almost like I'm afraid of being successful. That's horrible. I shouldn't Why? be afraid of it. Why is that? Cause, but I'm also afraid of failing. Like, but I don't want to just be average. Like, I'm like afraid of every thing. Like, failing, average, successful. Like, it's oh my god, it's just me being in my head. But I don't know. I just kind of feel like now everybody's gonna be watching my next steps because all of it's kind of on Facebook. And I feel like when I don't really have much going on, like I'm like, oh, like I don't know. Do people notice when I don't have much going on? Or like I don't know. At the same time, I don't really care i don't know i don't even know how i don't know how to explain it but i yes i feel the pressure was the point of all of that well so i, I it's interesting that you say that because i feel like a lot of people that come into our community or start flipping houses or start a business or they're not in the entrepreneurship world they feel all of the things that you're talking about right now 
afraid of success, afraid of failure, afraid, 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 afraid. Fear will stop us in our tracks all the time if we let it. So, um, and, and I, I primarily asked you that because it just kind of popped in my head. I, I'm most gen genuinely curious to see if you were kind of feeling pressure. So is that pressure stopped you? Obviously not because a month later, you got that first deal. You sent me a message. You've got it funded. You made money. You did the deal. Um, so is it is it stopping you or is it fueling you or what? Um, I'd say both. It's kind of like a roller coaster. Like sometimes I'll be like on this very, very high high will, where I will be very consistent and very like very getting out there. And then other times I'll just be like, 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 meh, I don't, you know, yeah. just completely just ups and downs. But I mean, I try not to let it get in my head, but also sometimes it gets stressful. Like I feel like I live two completely different lives, like my school life and then my business life. And like, I have to completely separate those two different persons. And I mean, sometimes like, I don't know, I just want to like mush it together and not be two different people. If that makes sense. Totally makes sense. Sometimes I have to put on the Navy hat to go into my Navy job. Sometimes I have to put on the seven figure flipping hat. Sometimes I have to put on the blackjack real estate hat. Sometimes I have to put on the apartment buyer hat. Sometimes I have to put on the money lender hat. I got to put on the dad hat. I got to put on the husband hat. Um, I got to put on the coach me. hat, so those kind of things. You know, it's, it's uh, it's a challenge for sure. And, um, but <clears throat> it seems like something that you're excited about and interested in. What do you do when you feel that, um, that meh that you said, like what, how do you get out of that? Um, let me think. Cause I feel like I've struggled with that meh a lot, mostly from ages 12 to 14. I had a big two year meh cause I didn't do anything, but yeah. But what about now? Like you're, you're 16, yeah. you've had some success. Mm -hmm. Like if you feel, if you're feeling down, do you have any system or any process or somebody that helps you get out of that or somebody you talk to or reach out to? What do you, what do you do? Or do you just sit in it for a day and then you feel better the next day? Like what's your process? No, I usually, my mom pushes me out of it or like, I don't know. She's always kind of been there. Like she's always been the pusher, I guess. If I'm not really doing something, she'll be like, Sophia, like, why are you just sitting there watching TV? Like, remember everything that you said you do, your goals, like all of this. She's like, you're not going to get it by just sitting there. She's like, like, you know, just continue. Like you have more to do in this life and stuff like that. I guess she just pushes me. Do you appreciate that? Yes. Yeah. All right. We, um, we announced something at Flip Hacking Live that we're going to do together. So we had two kids on stage at Flip Hacking Live. You were one of them and Tyler Jensen's son was another, um, both getting involved in real estate, having some success. And we said, you know, it'd be awesome is if we can teach the future generation about money and about real estate. And we wanted to figure out how to put together a two day event to, for kids specifically. And I wanted it to be, you know, there's a, a company that Damon John started called uh, FUBU, For Us, By Us. I wanted this event to be like for kids, by kids, and figure out how we can develop the curriculum, the structure of the event, such that kids are interested, excited, motivated. They're, they're not bored. And I studied, like I went to this other event, this marketing event that Russell put on for kids, and I wanted something that was, that was 
uh, available to younger kids that they would be interested in money and finance and learn some of that stuff and older kids. So it's been, it's a, it was a challenging dynamic. We originally planned to do it in April at our event, which is next week, but it was out of the country. All these kids needed passports. It was, it was a challenge. And so what we decided to do is do it here at the office. And um, we're doing it on the week of, in June. It's the second week of June, right after our event, Multifamily Live here in Nashville. And we're doing it at the office. And the other thing is kids were not out of school in April. They're out of school in the summer, in June. So we found a date that worked um, for us. And all of our mastermind members, we originally planned to open it up to the public and sell tickets. The problem with that is my office is not big enough to have thousands of people in it. And I think that's how many people would be interested in it. Um, and our mastermind members have a lot of kids. And so when you add up all the kids and all the parents that are going to be here, we have like probably five to six to 700 people. And to figure out how to service them in an event like this, it's going to be a big challenge. I have the capacity for about 150 people here in my auditorium, but then I'll have to kind of figure out breakout rooms and sessions and all that stuff. So we're working through all the logistics right now. I actually have a call today or tomorrow about it, um, but I'm really excited about this event. And it's the first time we're doing this. I want this to be an ongoing regular thing where we figure out how we can um, serve the next generation. And so we put on this event. Um, I don't know, we're, I think right now we're calling it the Seven Figure Flipping Kids event. And um, where the first day we'll talk about financing and, and money and investments and savings and, and income and that kind of stuff. And then the second day, we'll talk about specifically real estate investments, different ways that they could invest in real estate. Um, and what I'm doing is I'm working with Sophia. We'll be working with uh, Dawson. We'll be working with some of the other kids to design the event for them. Like if you're 16 and you don't know anything about real estate or money, what would you like to do? And so that way, it's not just a bunch of adults saying, oh, this sounds like a good idea. Um, so together, we'll build out an amazing event. My team and I are very good at putting on life-changing events. So how can we put one on for kids? Um, we'll bring the kids in to help us uh, structure it. Does that sound about right, Sophia? Yes. Okay. Did I do an okay job explaining what we're doing? Yes, you did way better than I would have. <laughs> well, um, the more you listen, the more you learn, the, the better you can um, cast the vision, tell people what you're doing and what you see, and, and I can see the future. I can see the future of where we're going. I can see all of these kids like learning and, and learning together and, 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 and learning about real estate and jumping into our programs and, and asking their parents if they can log in to watch the videos in their mastermind groups, right? And just like you're doing, watch the runway videos, watch some of the tactics, watch some of the, come to the events, do those kind of things. And I'd love to see more people bringing their children to our events because our events are already very kid friendly. They already have kid language. They already have uh, kid values, like family values. And uh, it's really going to be a lot of fun where, where we go in the future. So I'm incredibly thankful for you. I'm incredibly thankful for you speaking on stage at Flip Hacking Live, creating this idea in my head, saying, hey, can I work with you? Can I be a part of the events? Like, what can I do? You sent me messages. I'd love, I'd love to read those too. Hey, can I do this? Can I do this? I want to I do something with you. I want to work with you. I want to do all these. I would come to the events. I can volunteer. I can do whatever. And um, that is that. You have been the reason in my head why this is happening. So I don't know if you know this, but if you hadn't done what you did, you hadn't sent me those messages, you hadn't done all the things that you're doing, there's no possible way that I would have looked at this and seen it as a possibility. So I'm incredibly thankful for you. I think all of the parents will be thankful for your family and you when their kids are there and they're seeing a huge change and shift in everything that they're doing. So um, it'll be a lot of fun. If you're listening to this and you're interested in coming to the event, you have to be part of our mastermind. So you can go to uh, 7 figure 
runway.com, so the number sevenfigurerunway.com, or the, or sevenfigurealtitude.com if you're a more advanced investor. Sevenfigurealtitude is probably the place that you would go if you're a beginner investor. Seven Figure Runway, both the number seven figure, and then runwayaraltitude.com, and you can fill out an application and talk to us. And um, and if, uh, if, you, if it's a good fit, if it makes sense for you to jump in, then join us before June and bring your kids over to the family event. That's uh, my push to you. I, we're not going to open it to the public. We just don't have space. We've already got like early RSVPs from people. It's going to be pretty crazy here. So unless something changes and we have more space, it will just be our mastermind members. But I highly encourage you guys. This is the future. This is the path. This is the way that we're going. I'm really excited about it. And I think the kids are going to be a big part of the seven-figure flipping future. And um, I know the parents want it. I know I want it. And selfishly, I want my kid to come to the event with all these other kids. And... Um, and hopefully he learns something, he gets a little spark and uh, gets excited about doing something with dad and his business. So he already wants to make YouTube videos with me. So we're starting there right now. So, uh, Sophia, what did I miss? What did we leave off? Um, I don't remember. Did we get it all? You feel like we, I got all of your wisdom? Oh, yes. Okay. I'll tell you what. Um, if you're looking for deals or you're looking for money or you're looking for something why don't you tell people how they can, like, is there something that you need? I always, at the end, I try to let my guests say, what do you need? So if you need money or if you need deals, there might be somebody listening who's like, you know what? I'd love to wholesale Sophia her rental, or I'd love to uh, finance her property at 10% interest so Bill doesn't charge her so much money the next time. Um, I would love to uh, partner with her or work with her and her family. And like, um, what's the best way for somebody to um, reach out or do you, uh, like you and your parents not want that to happen because that's okay too? Um, I'd say more deals. So, but like in the Grand County area, cause this guy keeps sending me deals, but it's like in Idaho. Okay. Um, so Grant County in Washington, yes. Grant County is where you're looking for properties. Okay. And yes. if they have some, where should they send them? Well, just message me. Message you where? On Messenger and Facebook. Okay. But I, Facebook don't really, I don't really check it that often. Okay. On Facebook Messenger. So find Sophia Mendez on Facebook Messenger and send her a message with all of your deals. Sound good? Or they can email me. Okay. What's the email? SophiaMendez930 at gmail.com. Okay. You got it. Um, there it is. And if you got cheap money, she needs cheap money for her next properties and deals. So if you're a great lender and you want to work with somebody who's awesome, um, obviously I'll be here for you. But uh, if you can find the money cheaper, go through my 500K challenge, do all the work and raise a bunch of cheaper money. So um, all right, everybody. Uh, I appreciate you hanging out with us this long. And Sophia, thanks for being here. I'm um, insanely impressed. I'm proud of you and I'm really excited to see what you have in the future. And I'm, I'm excited to see you next week in Mexico. And then, um, we'll talk there about the future in June. So if you guys are listening to this, sevenfigurerunway.com or sevenfigurealtitude.com, uh, fill out an application, see if it's a good fit. And we'll see you at the kids event. I hope it's going to be awesome. Uh, or you can be on the sidelines having FOMO with all the other parents and kids while we share it all over social media and we turn our kids into multimillionaires. Uh, before they turn 18. So, all right. Have a great day, everyone. I'll see you guys on the next show. Bye.